For South Carolina Public Radio, I'm Russ McKinney. It took 16 attempts over 30 years, but this week the state Senate passed a bill that bans most abortions in the state. Using its new commanding Republican majority, the Senate approved the so-called fetal heartbeat bill, which prohibits doctors from performing an abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected. That usually occurs six to eight weeks into a pregnancy. The vote was along party lines. Charleston's Sandy Sin was the only Republican to join with Democrats in opposing the bill. It now goes to the House, where easier passage is expected. While the passage of the bill by the Senate marked a milestone, the debate surrounding it was familiar from past attempts. Anderson Republican Richard Cash was one of the bill's leading proponents. Life begins at fertilization. It is wrong to intentionally take an innocent human life. The state has a fundamental duty to enact laws protecting innocent human life. Conservative Republicans wanted no exceptions for abortions in the bill except when a mother's life is endangered. But more moderate Republicans were successful in adding an exception for rape or incest. Buford's Tom Davis. You can stand here and say, I'm sorry to a little girl who's 11 years old who's been impregnated by her older brother, and you may feel sorry in the fact that she has to have a child and her life has changed forever, but you're not doing anything to help her. You're telling her to suck it up. Suck it up. I can't go along with that. For the most part, Democrats let the debate run its course once it was clear the bill would eventually pass. Marlon Kempson of Charleston argued that the legislature's focus shouldn't be on an abortion bill that Democrats believe is clearly unconstitutional, but instead on the COVID pandemic. Upon hours, upon hours, upon hours, upon hours that we're going to spend debating the merits of an unconstitutional bill when we got people dying in the state of South Carolina due to COVID. Following the vote, Brad Hutto, the Democratic leader, confidently predicted the bill, if it becomes law, will be ruled unconstitutional by a federal court. House Speaker Jay Lucas this week said the Republican-controlled House is anxious to receive the bill. Which we will pass as we have done in the past, and we will send it to the governor as soon as possible. Like abortion, the future of Santee Cooper, the state-owned utility, is becoming another perennial issue for the legislature. This week, the House, once again, approved a measure to explore selling the utility and institute major reforms at the agency. Lawmakers have been considering what to do about Santee Cooper, which lost $4 billion in the V.C. summer nuclear debacle in 2017. They've already turned down a number of purchase offers. During House debate, the bill's floor leader, Republican Kirk Finley of Columbia, tried to assure Calhoun County Democrat Russell Ott a potential sale might be needed. I don't think anybody in this room, with a very few exceptions, thinks Santee Cooper is operating as a well-oiled machine. And then I want to be able to evaluate offers because long term. Again, again, evaluate offers again. Again. Representative Ott, who voted against the bill, said it was a flawed process. I think simply that we can't focus on reforming Santee Cooper and making it a better agency if we continue to have the sale looming over our heads. A Senate committee is also considering a Santee Cooper reform bill. Some committee members say they're concerned that energy giant NextEra is inappropriately pushing lawmakers to sell Santee Cooper. The committee could subpoena information from NextEra. For South Carolina Public Radio, I'm Russ McKinney.